Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to Beyond Your Best Plan. This is Kathleen L. I'm so grateful to be here with my soul sisters, Sarah, Whitney, Catherine, and Claudette. It's awesome to see you all. I missed last week, so it's my treat that I get to be here today. This episode is, do you want to be right or do you want to be free? And I'm sure some of you are thinking, what the heck is that about? Right or free, how does that connect? Well, when we're right, when we have to be right, we often want to argue or prove a point or really don't let go because you you know you're right. You've got to push through, push through, push through. And oftentimes that's actually working against you. And it, or from my perspective, it is. And when you're free, if you just go with the flow of whatever's happening, you're free and things work easier and much more smooth. and you have the ability to be able to enjoy life more. So I'm curious from others' perspective, I have plenty of stories where I can say I push through, but I would love to hear from others on where they feel like they have pushed through something and really had to prove that they were right or where they have actually been able to be free, set themselves free by stepping into the direction that life has taken them. Ooh, I love this topic. And welcome back, Kathleen. We missed you last week. It's always a pleasure to have you as part of these. But I think I was in the camp of always needing to, I guess, right is a good word, but maybe even like correcting somebody or correcting the moment or even just feeling like I needed to share to help someone out. If you can't see, I'm doing air quotes with the word help. And I do believe it was incredibly freeing to realize I didn't always have to speak up. I didn't always have to share. I didn't have to be responsible for correcting the situation. Let's say you're in a group of people and someone says something. They misspeak and say a word incorrectly. There's usually someone in the group that will correct them in that statement. But what happens if you never do? The conversation goes on. Nobody feels bad about the moment. And it's super freeing. Everybody just rolls through. And we know that that person probably just slipped up, right? There's thousands of examples where this comes into play in daily life. I remember saying something to my girlfriend recently. She's got a teenage son. So there's lots of correcting happening in the house. And she also feels responsible for her husband a lot. And I said, you know, what happens if you just zip it and don't say anything? 
and let them be right in the moment. Let them carry on with that thought process or what they were already in the trajectory of doing without you having to monitor or maintain it. And she thought about it for a moment. And I think it scared the shit out of her, to be really honest. But all in all, was about her need to be right and, and kind of correcting and directing everybody. And I know that I just feel so much more freedom and not needing to correct or direct or be right. I really do. And it, it's, it's just a peaceful life, not needing to maintain all of that. That's a great example. Has your girlfriend given you feedback since on how it's changed or whether she's been able to see a difference for herself or if she's even zipped it? (laughs) I was going to say, I would gather that she's been contemplating it for a little bit and maybe testing it, but I'm not sure that I perceive that she was in a place to just jump all in, right? So I don't know. I'll follow up for some feedback and maybe she's listening today and can actually give us some feedback because she'll know who she is. (laughs) I love how you said, you know, you don't always have to prove a point. You don't have to correct people. And it sounds like you were doing a lot of free coaching and I have my hands in this quotes as well. The air quotes. So it sounds like you were doing some coaching, Sarah, which (laughs) I find myself, I mean, all of us are in one form or another are coaches. And I find myself wanting to coach, especially, you know, I'm in Vermont and I'm staying with my parents and we have different lifestyles and I find myself wanting to coach regularly. And then I step back, I stop, like you said, I stop and I say, okay, do I want to be free or do I want to engage in an argument or engage in trying to tell them they're wrong because they're not, they just live a different, you know, health, different health style than I live. And it's all good. Just depends on wherever anyone is. And that's when you let go of having to help everyone else and letting them know what's right for them or not right for them, then you, the attachment's gone and you can live much freer. At least I've noticed that as well. We all connect it to helping because that's really in our right. heart been trying and wanting and are processing. But is it really helpful? To me, it's a disruption a little bit, you know, and it, it's not easy, but it's doable. And it, I know it's helpful now in my life to be free of it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's freeing of me. Yeah, we're not responsible and it's not our obligation yeah. at all. That Whitney, part is true. Say? That part is true. It's it's not a responsibility. It's not our obligation. But like many things, I think it's dependent on the circumstances, the situation and the people that you are interacting with. But overall, I am in absolute agreement that, first of all, it's not my job to fix anyone. I can't fix them. I can't change them. So the freeing part for me is not even trying, right? I can voice my opinion. I can make a point and then let it land where it lands. And and that is the place that freedom starts for me. I grew up in a house where correction was happening all the time, particularly as it relates to language. Both of my parents were readers, my mother, a particularly avid reader. And my father was involved in the theater and took great pride in speaking 
properly. Let's just put it that way. And so there was constant correction. And so as I became an adult, I just thought that's how, you know, your example, Sarah, right, resonated with me because I just thought that's how you operated. It it didn't know that, first of all, everyone doesn't want to be corrected. (laughs) And that's sort of where you start with some tension. And the correction was generally out of love and wanting someone to present well by knowing the right way to pronounce something or using the right correct word in the situation. But I noticed, again, as I became an adult and mostly in my first marriage, that that wasn't always appreciated. And so I think someone made this point or asked this question to me I don't know, 30 years ago, however long it was. And a very similar question to what we're asking here. And it was, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I was like, well, I want to be both, right? I want want to be happy. But the, the reality of the situation and the reality in life is that you can't always have everything you want right now. And so that means making choices. That means making a decision. And if it turns out to be a binary, you know, the options are binary, then you pick the one that is best for you. And then I was able to apply that in work situation where I felt like I was constantly offering up particularly as a lawyer, right? I mean, my job was to make sure that the organization that I worked for did what it was supposed to do legally, wasn't breaking the law, not even skirting ethical issues as far as I was concerned. And I found myself constantly frustrated that I was offering my legal advice And it wouldn't be taken. And then I would say something and I would be ignored. And then it just came a point as like I remembered that that question as it related to my personal life. And I started applying it in my professional life. And I just said, this is the approach that I'm taking from here on out. I have something to offer. I will offer it. I am not going to wrestle my boss down like a lion and a wildebeest, right? I am not going to expend that kind of energy. I will make sure it's on the record and then I'm letting it go. And he, she, them, they can do whatever they want. And so it freed me. I've done my part and I've let go. Now, here's the really interesting thing. Thing in the place that I find myself in my second marriage, I have been asked as it relates to language to correct, but to correct in a particular way, which I am doing. But I have an observation of my husband who now is the lion tackling down wildebeest with other people. And seeing the, I can see the frustration and I can see how that's who I was 
which reinforces for me that I'm making the, the right choice. And his response has been on a number of occasions. I don't want to show up, you know, at the pearly gates. I don't want to show up, have a conversation with God. And I didn't do my part. And I said, and I just believe here's my thing. And then I'm done. My part, our part is to share what is for people's best and highest. You can share that, what you think is, but then you have to leave them like you said, Kathleen, right, to make that ultimate choice for themselves. And that's, again, where the freedom comes in or the happiness piece comes in, because it's not my responsibility to get them there. And it's it's not my burden to bear if they make a choice that is different than whatever I think is that choice. So I'm with y'all is the bottom line. <laughs> Yeah, Whitney, I love that because it's our choice to guide them versus, you know, dictate or obligation or requirements, right? You know, yes, I, yes. I, and I don't recently coach heard, people. I don't coach people. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I recently had a realization, uh, not a realization, I think I'd had a discussion with someone and recently about, you know, our children and our children are really not our children or the vessel in which they come in into this earth, or sometimes not even, but we bring them into this earth to guide them. They're not an obligation or a requirement for us to teach them, so to speak, but we're their guides. It's their responsibility. It's their journey, not our journey. And so that's another place of freedom from my perspective is that I really have created some freedom in regards to my daughter. You know, my daughter and I have a great relationship and that's partially because I've stopped trying to get her to be like me (laughs) or she trying to get me to be like her. We've just started to realize that we are our own beings. We love each other dearly and we're very different. And isn't that the essence of it? I think that we think our way is the right way and if everyone else would just think, do, yeah. be like me, then everything would be great. And the reality is it's not going to be that way. And just real quick example. So over the weekend, my nephew was visiting and he is turning out to be an amazing chef. And he's talking about all these fabulous things he's cooking there. He and his mother in a temporary situation while their house is being built. And so he's cooking in this environment, but the people that they're staying with are not necessarily appreciative of what he's cooking. And he's not cooking like ordinary thing, right? He's He's like describing some meal that he's got planned. And I was like, who comes up with this stuff? But that's another story for another time. And so he's describing his frustration with how people could not love, you know, trying these new foods and all this stuff that he's cooking. And I simply said to him, you can choose to be frustrated or you can choose to not be frustrated. It's simply a choice. And he's like, yeah, but I was like that, that piece right there. That's where that's where you and all of us go off the rails, right? It's not, yeah, but choose. You're frustrated, 
or you can choose not to be frustrated. So, you know what, Whitney, the only butt we need is the one we sit on. That's the only butt we need. Girl. Smaller butt. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we can reshape that butt however we Amen, do. Amen, <laughs> But I love this topic and I love what you're saying, Whitney. And if he wants to come to my house and try these new things and cook, he would be more than welcome to do that. That's exactly what I told him. I say, you can come here all the time. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'll appreciate the different food. But the thing that I want to add to this is when I first got truth and got free, I got healed from cancer. I started like thoughts that used to plague me and torment me were gone. I wanted to share it with everybody. And so I would see a situation rising and say it. I only do it now as I'm led to. Uh, It's a big part of my life. I only do it as I'm led to. There are times where I would just sit back and not say a damn thing. Because you know what? What is true just is true. It stands on its own. So this thing about do you want to be right or free to me has to do with maybe proving ourselves or making a point. Have you ever heard someone go, well, I just need to make the point. It was all, or it's all about the principle. And I'm like, that damn principle is going to drag you down. I'm sorry. I'm cussing so much today, but anyway, it's going to drag you down. And, you know, I, I know of someone who is doing something right now, all because of the principle And it is devastating her and the people she's doing it with, where if she just wouldn't have had to do it, if she wouldn't have done it, things would be more peaceful and she could have reached a better solution. So, you know, to me, it's something within our false identity or ego that has to be right. I used to have to be right because I didn't feel like I was important. And I felt like, well, if I'm right, then I'm important. I I had linked those things together. And once I got truth on being important, I'm eternally important, as are all of us, right? Simply because of who we are in our soul. Once I got that, then I solidified and was able to stand in the presence of different thoughts, opinions, and people and not have to, sometimes I don't say anything. Because sometimes I don't need to. And um, so we all have a right to express ourselves in the same way that we want the freedom to express ourselves. Can we grant that same thing to someone else? And, you know, when we're in a relationship with someone and, you know, you're going to run into them. You're going to run into their thoughts and their beliefs. And what we do in that moment shows us what is within us. Can we say, hey, this is what I believe this is how I feel about this or think, let's use the word think. This is what I think about this. What about you? What do you think about it? And is there a compromise or a way we can meet in the middle? Like instead of trying to press a point and do, so just take notice of action. If you're having to prove yourself that you're right, there's something within you that doesn't believe it. That's why you're having to overcompensate and prove it. And so, and so get the truth on that. And then you don't have to prove a damn thing because the the truth stands. It doesn't have to prove itself. It doesn't have to do anything. It just stands the test of time. So be free. Like everybody's mentioned, you know, Sarah started out, she's free or it's less work people. It's less work to have to sit here and correct everybody. And, and I'm all about relationships are better. 
Oh, yeah. That's the bonus. We're not even talking about that side of it. Mm-hmm. Now people feel less judged. Mm-hmm. They feel freer. They, there's so much happening when you're not inserting yourself or inserting your judgment. That is so true. So I wrote this down as everyone was talking. It just came to me and I'm, you know, this is what I feel. When we are solid in who we are, we can stand in the presence of others who are different without judgment, period. And it's not about right or wrong. And, you know, you can honestly say it's not about right or wrong. It's about this is a boundary that was crossed with me. So can we talk about it? Because I honor you so much in our relationship. Can we talk about what this looks like in the future? See, just keeping your power and having communication. And frankly, I don't want friends that cannot have that communication with me, period. Yeah, Claudette, you're right. It's kind of like letting go of attachment. It's not kind of like it is. It's letting go of attachment of being right or having to prove ourselves. And we're often looking to prove ourselves because for whatever reason, there's insecurities there. And so, especially in, you know, marriages or working relationships, it's usually marriages, children, and coworkers usually is really where a lot of the angst starts to come out. Which is and our whole freaking life, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we're friends and we can have different points of view. And yet we are able to have different points of view and let go of any attachment to that. But when yeah. you're living with someone on a regular basis or you're raising them or you're working with them every single day, the need to prove yourself is about an insecurity inside as well of, where have you felt like you've had to prove yourself before? When did you feel like you weren't seen? Just ask yourself some some of those questions because sometimes when we are so hell-bent on proving that we know something or having to prove something, it is because we didn't feel seen at some point in our life. And so I think that's true. I agree. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's Chi coming out, the ego. Go ahead, Catherine. Yeah. yeah oh my like, gosh, literally, I was quiet. just about to say, Claudette, like, ego. Like, for me, you know, this is, this question, do I want to be right or do I want to be free? For me, it's like really a dance that I do. And with this, it's a, a very important question for me. And it's a dance. And for me... What I mean by that, so freedom for me is like alignment, right? It's feeling good about what's happening. And that's the being aligned with my outcome, like always knowing my outcome and feeling aligned with that or not. And that to me is freedom. So like, you know, the ego side, the being right, do I want to be right? I mean, that is the ego and that is always for me an intentional process and relationship and dance with ego because first of all who doesn't like okay it feels good to be right like let me just throw that in there with all this like talk about you know obviously like we all want to be free that it's there's nothing like the feeling of freedom but there's also like a feeling good about being aligned and making decisions and it being like the right decision. So I think it's a, for me, it's a very intentional dance, right? 
is this ego? Is this not? Is this alignment? Does this feel good? And being in business and in relationships, like it's not like Sarah, you were mentioning a friend earlier on in the show and like that dance. Sometimes it's best to just like when you're in a controlling situation with a friend that you love a lot, like I'm coming off of a weekend with a friend that I love a lot, but she's a strong force, right? She can be very intimidating to people or not, right? And for me, that energy has me being really checked into my ego because sometimes I can get like impulses where I want to like communicate what like is right in the situation or like some of the controlling ways in my opinion. But then I'm like, what is that? Like release that. That's just ego right there. You know? So that's what I mean by like a little dance, but then sometimes it's aligned and it's out of love and it's, I need to like speak my truth in this moment. Right. And so, and then in business, it's going to be a little different than like the personal relationships for me in business. It's like total alignment of outcome and what feels right and what feels free, you know, like right before COVID, you know, we're about to close on that location for fit district, the first location, like fourth quarter moment. And the landlord, I started feeling out of alignment with the landlord for various reasons. And it was, the loan was about to to close. We were about to sign the lease, right? And it just did not feel right anymore. Did not feel right. And I spent a weekend soul searching, aligning with outcome, right? Like every, most people did say or would have said, or and did say, (laughs) you're about to close. This thing's about to happen. It's about your dream is about to come true. Like, what are you thinking? You feel out of alignment, right? And I had to go with, you know, what felt right in that moment and being aligned with outcome and what was best for fit district. And anyway, that I ended up pulling out of the deal, pushing pause. And then now, then COVID happened, first of all, and that neighborhood is very heavy college neighborhood and the colleges have, I don't even think they've gone back yet in DC. So I'm just saying like really relying the business plan on that client population, the the college town there and uh, our college neighborhood in DC. And anyway, it would have just been a bit of a disaster, probably I'm not saying we wouldn't have made it work, but anyway, it would have been very, very challenging. And even more importantly, I have a better place now lined up a better situation, a better deal. Everything's better. Everything is elevated and it ended up being the right decision and it feels free and it feels aligned. So For me, and I mean, I remember having conversations with probably all of you, like about certain parts of the deal. And is this ego? Is this ego? I remember a specific conversation with Sarah uh, because we were having some champagne at lunch and it was a fun day. Turned into a night, lunch into dinner. Anyway, and I, we were analyzing a situation. I was like, 
am I out of my ego here? Like, help check me if I am. So it's a highly intentional dance with ego for me around this question and really being in alignment. Mm, I love that, Catherine. And that, I mean, asking about whether you're in your ego or not, or, and, you know, we spent some time in that conversation asking questions, right? And that's something I wanted to bring up as a possible tool for those of you who might be struggling around it. I have definitely been told by people that I'm close to that, Sarah, you always have to be right. And I will admit when I have a strong feeling about something, I do fight for it. And I go, you know, I really, really believe in what I am saying in the moment. And I was not wanting people to feel that way about me. And it is a tool and that's, you know, something I've been working on for years. But most recently it came up again and I thought, man, I've been working on this for so long. How can I still have somebody saying that, right? And what it was after getting some coaching around it ultimately was that I was not letting those people feel heard. So sometimes it might be a smart thing to step back and start to ask questions and make the other person feel heard in the situation and make sure that they're able to have their voice in the situation and make sure that you have clarity around their point of view even. And that hearing someone is not continuing your opinion. It is absolute listening and then letting it go, right? It's not listening to be right. It's not listening to continue your point. It's listening to ask questions so that person feels heard. So, you know, maybe if you are working through needing to be right or feeling right about a topic, slow down just a little bit and start asking some questions of the other person so that they can participate. Sarah, just I mean to get back onto that, if I could, just that what you were saying is ask questions and listen. And how there's two questions that I either ask them or I say to them, to the people that I'm communicating with. One, I listen, deeply listen, and say, so what I hear you saying is... Blah, 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 blah. Because sometimes what's coming out of people's mouths and what's going on in their brain is very, very different from from what's communicated. And then on the other side, I say, I ask, so what did you hear me say? So the communication is clear. And by not having, you know, the need to prove, the need to be right, you're able to have a better better relationships all the way around and just asking those questions. Like Sarah said, sit back, truly listen, articulate what you heard and ask them what they heard from your perspective. And this is where it's awesome about having the five of us. Catherine mentioned that she really goes, what's the outcome? What's my outcome? What's my outcome? And she's very connected to that. And she's heart centered with the outcome. For me, I try not to look for an outcome. So the ultimate thing is, listen, this is what I believe is in my highest and best, this or better, and guide me along the way. And if it's in out of alignment and my body's constricted and I'm irritated or frustrated, then there's something not working. So I just start to listen to what's happening for me. So there's different perspectives here. And I love that. I love, you know, that we can do that and share with all of you 
that there's five of us. We all have strong opinions, strong thought, and we all love each other and it's all okay to have different thoughts. And so in closing, does anybody have a last few words? Whitney, you started to say something. So I just wanted to say this. If you're right, you're right. Whether you say something and beat somebody down with it or not. And so you can take comfort in if that's important to you. Just know that you're right. And then let we've said this over and over again. Let it go. Again, I started with saying this is, you know, it's situational. It depends on the people. It depends on the circumstance. You know, there are factors that go into it. So I would never say don't try to convince somebody of something, but you certainly have to pay attention to what that struggle is creating in you if you find yourself constantly in that position, right? It could be that you are trying to prevent somebody from some sort of harm, physical, mental, emotional, financial, whatever. And it might be appropriate for you to try to convince someone a little more in those situations than about whether what you have for dinner tonight or whether you eat something or, you know, it's something not as important. So I just pay attention to the situation, pay attention to why in the moment you are feeling so compelled Ask the questions that have been laid out. Notice if there's a pattern going on with you. If it's ego, if it's something else feeling like you're never heard or seen. And just pay attention to that. And then work with that. And if you need someone to help you, there are five people here that can be of service to you. So that's Whitney and I'm done speaking. I love that, Whitney. It's like, you know, you can be right. Just tell yourself you're right, you know? And it's like, you know, just being connected to your inner voice. You know, some people call it your God voice, your intuition, right? Really, you know, tapping into that helps me, you know, visualizing that what do I want to create, which is what I mean by outcome. What do I want to create? always clear on that, visualizing on that. And then you're not wrong because whether you step into it and there's an outcome that you want or not, you stepped into it and that's always right. That's always like stepping forward, forward movement. And then it's learning, right? It's either how you want it to be or it's learning, right? And so being aligned with that inner voice Stepping into it builds that confidence and you can always be right if you're doing that and free and free, most importantly. <laughs> Freedom is the key. So how do you want to live your life? Do you want to be right or you want to be free? Freedom's the key. I hope that you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Of course, that's if you think we deserve it, but we do believe we do deserve it. <laughs> you're right, um, Kathleen. Yeah, love to be right. <laughs> I think you're right, and too. And free. 
and have a great time. And we'll talk with you on our next episode. Take care. Have a beautiful day. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.